Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by our very own Roku app for Geek Gamer TV. You can go back and watch the back catalog of Geek Gamer Weekly, Minecraft Me, our specials from PAX Prime, E3, and soon-to-be CES 2014. To grab that app today, go to ggtv.me slash Roku. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 264, recorded on Sunday, August 31st, 2014. This is the PAX Prime 2014 Recap Show. Hey guys, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. At least, well, that's what it's called right now. And uh, we're chatting about PAX Prime 2014 and any other various topics. We really don't have an official rundown but thanks for joining us you guys thanks for downloading the show if you're still downloading the show because really i think the downloads went to about 50 or 60 because we hadn't done a show for like two minutes but welcome you guys this is a much casual edition of the show but the great news is everybody is here in studio hanging out and having fun so let's talk first joining us not just one not just two, but three of my casual. very good friends. First much off, there's only two of us on the screen there, though. One, yeah. we're get, we're getting around, we're getting around here. Yeah. So there's John on the left side, Cameron on the right side. No, no that doesn't work for that shot, John. Yes, I know. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? Just ducky. Very good. Very good. And Cameron, how are you, man? Groovy. You feeling good being up here? Yeah. Got a nice cool. nap in. I feel great. Yeah, very good. Um, also. This guy, he was just on a show earlier. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you? Double show, Good. Joe. You know, I can actually see the what you have the camera mounted on shaking. Well, don't shake the table. Like it's not secured all the way. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. All right, fair enough. We're going to find out. And uh, we also decided since Cameron's in front of a nice red sc- uh, uh, curtain, we're, we're going to give him his own shot so when he... Needs to give his dictation speech, uh, you know, as a dictator would, you know, in front of the red flag. You know, you're going to... Joe, what are you doing over there? What? Nothing. Stop it. I fixed it. Now it's not shaking. Okay. I just tightened up the little lock ring on it. All right, fair enough. Carry on. Yeah, darn right. And then uh, we decided to come up with a a new way of kind of, you know, showing everything off, and that would be this shot right here. Yeah. A new quad shot. The side quad shot. Right. Side quad shot. I got, like to, I got to turn that off. There's just oh. too much noise hitting yes. some, some mic somewhere. Okay. You guys don't hear it because I'm the only one that has to wear headphones right now. Yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> what was that, man? <laughs> so, uh, PAX, what do you guys think so far? Uh, I mean, it started on Friday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. And really, it started way before that with PAX Dev. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we didn't do that or anything like well, that. Well, Media is not invited to Pack Step. Are they not? Can they Never. not sneak in that? Nope. Nope. Oh, all right. Fair enough. But uh, what were your expectations going into this year's packs? And then we'll talk about this year's packs. But uh, anybody? Didn't really have any expectations going in. Really? <coughs> I didn't. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention beforehand. I like to just go in and be yeah. surprised and go ooh. Yeah. All the fun ooh. stuff. Well, what made you go ooh? I really like that cannon brawl. Actually. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I still got that. 
I got a lot, so much video to have to scrub through. Uh, it, it actually, it came out great the second time around. It's amazing what ha- what you can do when you throw light Lights. Yes, on video. I mean, it's amazing yes, technology. Aziz was missing there on the mm-hmm, Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it? Who can't well, see very well? Isn't it? I, I guess it's me. No, you can't hear very well. It's you. You couldn't see very well, right, Cameron? Yeah, it, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Hoser Death in the chat room is saying uh, expected for boobs. Is that actually? You know, the boob count is down this year. For there's no booth babes really, right? Maybe like one. There yeah. were a few. I mean, the, the, the no, they all got hired over at Wargaming. Uh, there well, there were point. a couple over at Wargaming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a handful of them over there, but there right. were a few in other places too. Just so Pax has sort of a, I don't want to say oppressive stance on uh, on booth babes, but they don't allow the skimpy outfits. If you really want skimpy outfits, you got to go to I think it's Computex. Isn't that the one? The one in Taiwan? Computex. I've never. I've never heard of Computex. We really? should totally go. You, you've you never heard of... I think it's Computex I, Taipei. Yeah. I've heard never of, heard of Computex? I've, no, I've heard of Comdex, but not Computex. Never heard of no, that. Computex. It's a huge Asian uh, trade show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would know a lot of people there. Actually, yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Computex Taipei. There it there is. It is. For more you. than <clears throat> three decades. So so this yeah. so this, this is the place to go to for booth babes, is what I you're saying? I think so. Okay. That's the place to go to see. That doesn't all look like a booth stuff. babe. Oh. Okay. Well, they're not going to show the booth that booth babes on their. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on their on their page. Well, they should. Maybe yeah, if you so. Yeah. Just do a Google yeah, image search. You can just do a Google image search for Computex booth babes, and you'll find. You'll find some listings. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Well, mm-hmm. good show. Yeah. Uh, l- yep. Well, let's 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 talk about Friday. Um. So we went in for the press hour. We yeah. stopped by the Behemoth booth. Sorry, we we missed you, Cameron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cameron was. Uh, yep. I was working. Yep. He was working, but uh, we we got food. Got food. <coughs> we charged up our day, and then we hit the indie booth running. We yep. did. No, there's a pretty good amount of stuff coming out. Like out of the there, there, yeah, there yeah. actually were yeah. some some pretty innovative and cool ideas for games. Um, the one that I keep coming back to that I think is just a brilliant concept. I've no idea how it plays because we didn't actually try it. Yeah. Is um is called Screen Cheat. Yes, and everybody out there who's um, let's say over twenty five ish should remember playing Goldeneye on the N sixty four, and um and that was a fantastic game. Tons of fun. Multiplayer, you'd play it split screen up to four people on one TV at a time. Yep. And uh and the 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 thing was, of course, everybody you always yelled at your friends not do it, but everybody always did it. They would screen cheat. They would look at the other screen, see where you oh, were so they could come and find you and shoot you. Right. Um or you would do it to them. Well this game sort of takes that a little further. You actually can't see your opponents on your screen. They're invisible. Right. So you can see traces of where they are. You can see their weapon uh, flares, stuff like that, but you can't actually see them. Hey, you got to click allow. I know. I was trying to kind of you, you're a little tinny. I was trying to fix that. Well, you got to click allow because there's still a big. I, that, I know. There yeah, you go. It's terrible a, about that. It's good to go. Uh, and your mouse is in the middle of the screen. Oh, all right. Man, your OCD is like on overtime, man. I, you're one to talk. Holy smokes, man! <laughs> More legs. Um, anyway. 
so the, the 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 concept for this game, I think, is just brilliant. I love the idea. I'm I'm looking forward to giving it a try. I think it's going to be a, a really good land game. That's one place I really want to try it. So I want to make sure I can get a copy before um, uh, a land party I'm going to in a couple of weeks here, and uh, and see if we can get a game going on the big screen because because this just it has such a cool idea to it. You have to look at the other players' screens in order to figure out where they are and what you should be shooting at. Right. And all the levels seem to be color coded pretty well, so you can tell rough, you know, where somebody is just by the color they have, um, the color of the terrain they're in, so you can glance really quickly and get a better idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I I think the game concept is just fantastic. I'm really looking forward to trying it. So uh, you guys talked about screen sheet. You know, we we really liked it. Um, I've been saving this for you guys. I've actually, uh, you know, wanted to reveal it to you guys that uh, one of the programmers of Screen Sheet reached out to me. And gave me not just one, not just two, not just three, but four. Awesome. Game codes. Awesome. So nice. You guys are taken care of. Cool. Thanks, Screen Sweet. Sheet. Yeah. Thank you, Game Sheet. Looking forward to giving it a try. That does look like an awesome, awesome game. Turn yeah. it up at the land party and uh, see how it goes. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. On a projector with a couple hundred people watching. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. fantastic. You know, you know, one of the games that uh, what we saw in the indie game area, and I'm going to pull it up, uh, is Hand of Fate. And this was the game, it was a single-player game, uh, but basically they had a Kickstarter where the game, and they did reach their goal. Um, I'll show it off to everybody here. So it's not just a deck-building game, but it's also like kind of a a hack-and-slash, mash-on-the-buttons. Oh, there's Hound here, I'll turn that down. Uh, But basically, you build your deck. Yes? Or allow. I keep having to allow. Stop that. Stop the allow stuff. But basically, not only you build your deck, but then you go into this mode where the players, you actually control the players and you have to just you know, destroy your enemies and stuff. The, um, now, this is, their, this is the Kickstarter video. So he's actually talking about it right now. But we actually did an interview, so we'll, we'll show you all, all that when we post that later. But yeah, you build your deck, you go out, you fight. The one thing I wish, that was like you're going against another player. That's the only... It's drawback. single player only. Yeah. Single yeah. player only, but the was, graphics yeah. were just Oh, it's awesome. great. The graphics are really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, that's just a very beautiful game. Blew me away. Yeah. Oh. I liked uh, having the first time seeing, seeing it here, the, uh, the whole deck manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way it kind of flies in the air and, yeah, and, yeah it yeah. kind of floats around. That and sort of everything thing. was really fluid. Hey, that, there, there's Morgan right there. We, we yeah, talked to him, and, and that must be uh, their development studio there yeah. where they're... Working on the art and stuff. Mm-hmm. He looks less tired there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely true. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like that that kind of game. It just it's and they have the computer whatever that thing is what the dealer sitting across the table from you and it looks natural. It looks like and that's exactly what they were going for and stuff, which is cool. So what about you, John? Was there any game that kinda I don't know? Popped out at you, jumped out at you from from the weekend. Um, not that it's a big game, you know, or something that I I really play a lot. I just like the one you were just showing you, the Hand of Fate. Yeah, you know that one I thought just looked awesome. Yeah, I I was actually pretty impressed with that. Now I know we're going to go back and check out. Um, I want to keep saying Last Starfighter, but I'm I know it's not. That's not it. <laughs> uh, enemy Enemy, enemy Starfighter. Starfighter. Yep. Yeah. And that's like an Oculus game. Well, it's a, but it's, it's not. A, it's right? a space combat game. I think it's right. sort of it, the the idea is so. There's a lot of people, and I'm one of them, who remembers uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter really fondly. Only, of course, that property is very owned 
and can't you can't really you know do your own homebrew version of it, um, especially not if you want to make it a commercial product ever. And but the space combat idea is really really attractive. So this solution or this this particular guy came up with the idea that I'll do it myself. Right. And uh, and he did. So it's a it's a space uh, space combat simulation or a, a fighter simulation. And it is, um, yeah, it's it's sort of like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, where you're fighting against other ships, you have uh, different weapons, you have different ships available. Uh, really kind of a cool thing. Uh, but then, yeah, he did add Oculus support. So if you have a, a Dev Kit 1 or Dev Kit 2, you can uh, use it in this game, and you'll get, um, you get full you know, vision all the way around, just like you're sitting in the actual cockpit, which is really, really cool. Um, now, I believe... The only downside to it is it's not available yet. Um, there, he's still in development. It's one guy working on it, and uh, hopefully he'll be out. He'll have a release soon. But right now it's still in in development. Um, but it, it looks really promising, and uh, I, I think he's gotten a lot of interest in it from this game. The line there, the entire time we were there, the line. Was he, all the way out the booth and down the hall. I mean, it was a big line to tr- to give yeah, this thing a yeah. try. Well, the one thing he was telling us was that you know he wanted people to have a good good experience with it and not give them like a one minute demo and then like all right on your way. Yeah. You know, yeah, he had a set of, there you go, like seven minutes. Yeah, person, something like yeah, that. yeah. And these are all in the mega booth. So even though the mega booth says mega in it, the individual booths for the games are quite small. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he they really only have a couple of demo stations for each game, which is part of why it was slow to move people through his booth. Yeah. But but yeah, he had a big constant line there, and it, the game looked fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to giving it a try. Both both regularly, just you know, sitting down with a with a good um, joystick and throttle, and also uh, with an Oculus. I'm really looking forward to trying that. Yeah. No, it's. So you got a dev two kit, right? I have a dev kit two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's it's uh, one of those things where this year we we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for packs, and I was like, well, let's focus a little bit more on the indie stuff. And I'm really glad that we did. I know, I think I was a little bit over anxious and trying to do every single. Let's do booth. all of them. Let's do all of them. Yeah. But that being said, um, if we didn't do any of them, I mean, yeah, you get all these mainstream games, but man, we're we're learning and checking out some games that we probably would never even known about because a lot of people they go, oh, that's small game area. No, 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 I'm interested in Sunset Overdrive, or I'm interested yeah. in uh, the Crew, or you know, I'm interested yeah. in all these other major big titles. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of I've never heard of Enemy Starfighter. I've never heard of Hand of Fate. Why do I want to do that? I'm going to go check out Sony's booth or Nintendo's booth, right? Or Microsoft's, right. yeah. And and I think honestly that's a mistake because a lot of the really innovation in games, a lot of the really cool features that are going to be in the next set of games are coming out of the indie market right now. Yeah, and, and they're things that people who who don't have to meet a million dollar plus budget, yeah. Yeah. are able yeah. to to get away with. They can experiment and try whatever the heck they want. Yeah, totally. And they're not trying. They're not under the, under the studio head trying to yeah. pump out the next AAA title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you'll never. You'll never see reach a ship date and the shipping broken. Right. Yeah. You'll never see Call of Duty or Battlefield take any major major risks. There. It's going to be the same basic title every time. They'll change stuff a little bit, but it's still going to be the same game every time. And and they they just can't risk it because it's too too valuable and expensive a title to make any to do any real experimentation with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, games is just one part of PAX. Um, another major part of PAX is just really the experience of panels. This is probably the first PAX I've ever been to in a number of years where I didn't go to any panels. Mm-hmm. 
Is that a good thing or a bad thing that we didn't, you know, I mean, I know some of us, I mean, I didn't really look at them too hard, I'll be honest. I mean. I uh, kind of flipped through them. I didn't see anything that really grabbed my attention as far as must right. see. Yeah. yeah, there really weren't all that many that, that, I, that caught my eye. Um, a lot of them, some of them have become more about, um, more about a company showing off their game or, or somebody talking about how proud of themselves they are because they can do whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not, I don't think they're as, as necessarily interesting anymore it, it, for, for some people, some people go to them, I think just for the opportunity to see yeah. the people who are there. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, is not really what I want out of a panel. I'd love to go to a panel and get more information about it or, or yeah. that sort of thing. But it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to, to, because, and the other thing though too is we're, when it compared, compared to the average gamer, we're probably really well informed. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we try to keep onto it as best we can. So a lot of the stuff they're going to talk about is stuff that we maybe heard of months ago, yeah. and and have been aware of. So it's not that big a deal. But I can see why some people would want to go to them, especially if they're not up to date. If they're, you know, it's not something they're interested in. And and there are people like I said who just want to go and see whatever celebrity they 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 want to see. You know, uh, that sort of thing. By the way, un- completely unrelated, but I I uh, I accidentally stumbled in to uh, a config page for enemy starfighters website and guess what it's built on squarespace nice (laughs) config page um there is one interview actually believe it or not that i was able to not only uh get uh, completed and edited uh but uploaded um and i'm actually i'll pull it up for you guys to check it out here on this show all of the uh coverage uh, that uh, we've been doing over the past few days will be uploaded and placed on our YouTube channel and website. And so I got to sit down with uh, Geek Chic, and that's the one I got uh, done uh, first here. So let me cue that up for you guys so you guys can check that out. But, yeah, uh, do I have to click allow on this one too? Probably. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> It's possible. So, no. Uh, well, let's show this oh, to you guys it? here. Uh, I, I know you guys don't have headphones, so no, duh. it's gonna suck for you guys to try to hear. I have headphones. Ha ha! I stole the only set. Right? Yeah. There we go. So here, here is the interview uh, with uh, Geek Cheek, so you guys can check this out. I was there. I know what you said. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. These guys. here finally sitting down at PAX and uh, we're here at the Geek Chic booth and I'm here talking with Ruth. Now a lot of you guys play a lot of games. I love playing games especially tabletop and card games but you might not think about the furniture that you're playing on. Maybe you're playing on a table from a store that you bought years ago. Yeah. Ruth talk to me about Geek Chic and their tables. So all of our tables they're all made to order. Uh, basically, you choose the size. You choose even the height. This seems a little low for you. I'd maybe go a little tall. I'm six five. <laughs> She's actually about six foot. So, but this five, is two. fair enough. But yeah, 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 yeah. all right. So the made to order. Yeah, made to order. And basically, the biggest things to be a Geek Chic customer is to know the price point that you're looking for, and really being okay with our time because it takes a while to make our tables. Um, in general, as long as you're fine with the price point, 
that's kind of when it's time to deposit because we work with you on everything. In terms of the sizing, in terms of the choice of wood, the height, like what we were just talking about, and all the configurable options. So talk to me, let's say I'm going to buy a table, yep. which I actually am in the market right now for a dining room table. What would the process be if somebody's going to go ahead and pull the trigger on a custom table? Take me through the steps. So if you're at a show, we kind of go over all of the features of the table that you're kind of looking for and kind of suss out what makes sense for you. What style you like, whether it's the emissary that we're sitting at versus another one. Um, overall, we're just looking... Sorry, this is very distracting. It's like in my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, she's talking uh, about the microphone. You. Oh, no, Just I get to be that. clear. I get that. Um, and then we're basically looking to know your price point that you're looking for. And if it's going to double as a dining room table or if it's just really specifically a game room table. But when we're going over an order and when somebody deposits at a show, we're looking to get down your usage scenario. That way we can go over the pros and cons basically of all the features of the table because really what we're looking to do when you order a table is to first off make sure you're getting the right size because you may have all the space in the world but if you're playing settlers of Catan at a giant table <laughs> and that's mainly what you play in other euro games doesn't make a lot of sense to necessarily have the biggest longest table so we kind of go over all of that and then all of the features with it to just make sure that your usage scenario makes sense with what you're getting. What's the kind of price ranges and usually the turnaround time? Say somebody's looking to do this, what are they looking at? So for our main dining room tables, uh, the emissary, minimalist, uh, they usually range between about three and $7,000. Uh, in terms of timelines right now, we're looking at about 12 to 16 months. In general, from deposit to delivery, we've delivered anywhere between 10 and 15 Nice modeling, months. by the way, Jen. And it really Very just nice. is dependent yeah. on how our production is doing and everything. Because yeah. about, look at this here. We hand make and actually hold yeah, the nice job. all Such of talent. our tables. Look at that. Look at that. So nice grabbing. I know you live pretty close to us. Down. <laughs> so we would actually come out. Too. Your table's actually all crated, and it's actually in several crates. And we Geek Chic employees come set up your table, take away all the crates, make sure it functions correctly, you remember how to use it, and then we're good to go. Wow, that, I mean, it's really cool. Um, just in a, maybe a minute, I know there's a lot of great features, but what are some of the best features that your tables have to offer? So the main features of our tables, that they all cover up with hardwood leaves, so they can be a regular dining room table. In fact, what we're showing here is kind of a game scenario uh, in this table we kind of have interior desks on the long sides and the ends. And what this is showing is basically, this is actually one of the hardwood leaves right here. Look at our now doing some table construction during the interview. And your business wow. card. My business card. Hold on here. Away. I'm trying to do this one-handed, but yeah, oh, okay, you got it. Okay. Wow, this this really durable. Of just solid hardwood. And this stuff's made to last. This is not something that you're going to go buy at the store and it's going to fall apart on you in a couple of years or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, and so it's yeah, it's the thickness of the wood. It's all solid hardwood. And then the finish that we actually have on here, it's clear in terms of its pigment, but it's actually a conversion varnish. So if you set like a glass of ice water on it, it doesn't actually do anything. Like I have one of our tables and I drink ice water on it. No coasters is what you're saying. No coasters. Yeah. Nothing directly out of the oven. 
it's still hardwood, <laughs> and it still just has a really durable finish on it. Yeah. So these are beautiful tables. Obviously, not everybody's going to be here at the show. What uh, What's the best place if they want to learn more information and, and get more info from me? So usually what people do is look on our website. And then basically if they were to email sales and ask us for more information, we do have a certain amount of documentation to send you. And since everything's so specific to how you're going to be using it, we try to put a good touch of information on our website. But when we overwhelm people with options, it's kind of like a brain explosion. So we just try to work on the size first because that denotes a certain amount of options. And then work on the usage scenario and kind of valets, I'm one of them, um, work with you and try to figure out what works best. Well, I'm definitely going to get your information for sure, Ruth, and uh, maybe get the process started for, for my custom table. Uh, but, hey, uh, thanks so much for talking with us. Really appreciate it. Um, you're very welcome. So there you go. There's the yeah. there's there's our coverage from well, one of the things from PAX 14. But uh, but yeah, that was Ruth. She was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Their tables, by the way, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, they are yeah. really really nice. Tables. But also, you pay for what you yes. want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she didn't really specify too they're, much about price, but they are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like they're, for ex- they're they're not made in China though. No, I mean, that's no, the no, important no. thing. Yeah. No, no, they're they're actually they're actually made. Literally twenty minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah they're local they're, here. They're local. Uh, the uh, the emissary, uh, which is a, uh, a smaller, not not as a big size table, but say for example, uh, say two two feet four inches by five feet, uh, you're looking at three thousand dollars. But then again, it's all you know sustainable woods from the northwest, probably hopefully. Oh, I really uh, like she that. couldn't say where they were from. Uh, she she did say question. they were sustainable woods. Sustainable. She just didn't yeah. know exactly where they were sourced. But yeah, they're made. They're made. You know what? What here in Everett, right? I mean, yeah. uh, just just a few few miles away from yep. where we are now. And uh, and yeah, you don't have to worry about them shipping in a container from China or anything like that. No. They're they're made right here. Now there is also we asked her later. There is a bit of a delay on orders. Yeah, if you put an order <laughs> in today. Bit. Yeah, their, their estimate is that you'll probably have your table in twelve to sixteen months. Yes, uh, which is kind of a long wait, but you know what? It's an awesome table, and that yeah. is a huge step up from the old folding card table that I think well, everybody well, grew up. Everything with. is, yeah. and it can't be emphasized enough. Everything yeah. is customizable. Yeah. yeah, the height, the the length, the width. Yeah, you can fit it to your house perfectly. Yeah. And the chairs, by the way, we didn't really chat about the chairs too much, mm-hmm. but they call it an eight-hour wooden chair. It actually it's tilted just a smidge uh, to uh, in front. And it cups your butt really nice, especially if you're you're a big guy, um, and it works great. I mean, I, I was very comfortable during the interview. Um, it was it was fun, um, and it's one of those things we've seen them at PAX for the past few years, and mm-hmm. we haven't talked to them. And I'm glad we did. No. Um, yeah, we walked by a number of times, going, "Those are cool. Those like are cool. Yeah. Those are Expensive. Cool. Let's move on." Yeah, uh, <laughs> the um, that coffee table, the Rift, that looked really nice. Um, um, they didn't have the Rift there. No, it was the one that you know. Yeah, the, yeah, that was one of the, the one walls. of the pictures you showed was of the rift. On the walls. No. Yeah, uh, one of the pictures early on in the video. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really. All, I mean, but all their furniture is is really yeah. really nice. And and if it if you're equipping a dining room or or you're looking to upgrade, maybe you know, dining room furniture is expensive anyway. Um, if you yeah. can get a table that does way more than just but there's sit there's, there there's table. compartments to put yeah. your stuff in like the coffee table like yeah. you could put all your video game stuff in and still yeah. make it look very very nice yeah yeah and they have um, the foam cutouts for controllers and, mm-hmm. and that yeah. kind of stuff 
Yeah, customizable drawers and benches and right. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know what? If you come up with an idea that they like, they probably would figure out a way to make it for you. Too. Absolutely. So they're, and they're working on desks. Yeah, which, which were beautiful, yeah. equally nicely made, wonderful desks. Do um, they even have that listed on shown on, shown on their site? They don't. They don't have the desks. He said they don't have the desks on on their the site list. yet. Oh, that's the true. desk that they had at the show that they were demoing. The finish on it dried Thursday. Yeah, packs open Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah. So in, wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's definitely a new product from them. But but uh, what they told me was keep an eye on the website and they will have info on those desks and availability yeah. soon. But yeah, all their stuff is just beautiful and all made to order, handmade, um, with machines. Obviously, yeah. But, you totally. know, it's not mass produced. It's yeah. It's it's really 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 yeah, nice. Each one's adventure. a one off, or yeah. you know. I got a, I got a real short video to show. Uh, a lot of people uh, might have missed this. Uh, wow. I know Cameron was that there. is super high res. Yeah, I know this oh, is two forty p. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so this is uh, me on the right there. John's on the left. Uh, Joe's lady. on the camera. Actually, he's on his iPhone. Yeah, yeah uh, right. and that's the Q room. So this is during press hour, and what you're going to see now is an entire walk. Well, not the entire walkthrough, but a, a quick walkthrough from uh, one a end part to the other end of yeah, the expo. From one end of expo to the other end of expo. Yeah, so there goes Joe. He is off now. There's, um, There was, I think, the World think, of Tanks booth just yeah, back there. Yeah, Wargaming and... Wargaming and, Twitch uh, booth there. Yep. And we make a right turn. Intel's to the left. Oh, you can see there, there Games went... Games booth. Uh, um, right now, Geek Sheet's on the right there. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yep, you're yep. going to see yep. it right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget what that game was. Ubisoft, of course. Yep. Um, uh, and then Nintendo over here, we're the heading right. into the indie booth. We're actually going to yep. hit the indie booth in just a minute here. And we are now in the indie booth. This is the indie mega booth. And here comes Joe right yeah, so into that. Bam, right there. Oh. No, that, that was you, didn't, the, you didn't drag that last frame out a little No, while. that was it. Well, no, you could have froze on that last frame for a little I just while. posted it dr- directly. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. yeah. So, but yeah, that was a quick walkthrough. That was a... That yeah. was kind of that was actually kind of fun to do, Christopher. It, you know what? I'm glad we did it during the press hour because we never would have been able to do that during normal hours when oh, all not the that fast. attendees. Because I was, I, I, it would have just we didn't do a longer one or something. Yeah, it would if yeah. if we'd done it if we tried to do it during regular hours, it would have just been people. That's all you would have seen. Just <laughs> yep, people. Just people. Just, just the backs of people the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to excuse me, excuse me, pardon yep. me. I have to go by yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, my way. Anything you liked from uh, what you saw at least uh, yesterday, Cameron? Because uh, I know we're going to be heading back tomorrow, but mm-hmm. uh, anything uh, from yesterday that you liked? I really didn't have a chance to stop and study these. I mean, aside from Castle Brawl, which I really liked the look of, it mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of a real time worms. What was what was that game uh, that was three on three? Uh, was, oh, that was upstairs. I know. We oh, oh, so let me much... let me look for it. You guys talk about Castle Brawl. I'll look for it. That Castle... And, uh, <laughs> Castle Brawl is beautiful. The uh, gorgeous game. The uh, booth that Umberto was at. Oh, the uh, the VR. Yeah. Um, that yeah, has some actually, potential to it. I yeah, I actually have that. To it, uh, uh, well, you had um, gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, Prio VR, that's what it was. Yeah, but that's more of a uh, demonstration of the tech that he's working on. Of the technology, right. Not yeah. the mm-hmm. shooter program that they had yeah. running. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion wants to know in the chat, John, uh, seen any good anime besides the awesomest at PAX? We can go off track a little bit. Um, what, have you been, what have you been watching in the living room what? like you're so hooked on? <laughs> what that, you, that you have to watch. All right, let me bring this. I'm actually going to tell you what. Um, well, Joe's looking for his stuff. Uh-huh. I got to bring up Crunchy, Crunchyroll here for real quick to look at my uh, queue. <laughs> okay. Oh my all right. All right. Um, 
Probably. So, Fairy Tale got the new season out on that. Yes. Been watching yeah. that. Um, that was okay. Man, hold on. Let me back this up. Q, there we go. That's better. Let's see if the program's not going to crash. Uh, Sword Art Online, Fairy Tale is out. Um, All the No Zeros, that's been a great one. Um, the Regular at Magic High, I think that's the name of the one. Okay. That one's, um, and these are all simulcast, um, folks. These are ones that are, you know, I wait weekly. To watch the new episode, uh, Captain Earth, Akame got killed. Um, Hunter versus Hunter still out there. Um, Rooster Teeth just rebooted their second series for their Ruby series, um, so that's been fun. Um, Argo Volan out there. Um, this is the uh, John Anime Report. Here <laughs> yeah, on the Geeky mm-hmm. Show. you know these are my picks of, of what's coming out. You know, out on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is the only place I've been watching stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and that's there's a couple others, but I'm not going to mention them. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, the thing is with packs, it's so it goes by so fast, and it's information overload. And I'm I'm actually glad that we've done all these interviews and all these recordings because when I go back and I start editing the stuff, I go, wow, oh yeah, I remember that. that's so good, and then well. And then, wow, that's good. And, oh, wow, that's good. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have all these, you're just information overload with everything. We did yesterday, we did cover a mainstream game. No video uh, interviews or anything like that. But we did get more information about World of uh, Warships. Warships. Mm -hmm. And it's not optimized yet, but from what we saw, it was just gorgeously beautiful looking. I mean, just was the water like water? It was. Were the ships like ships? Yes, and the detail and accuracy <laughs> of the ships, they they pay attention to, and they take very very seriously. So the game's mm-hmm. real time CGI, <laughs> just about real time computer graphics. Well, yes. I meant I meant I think just about any game. On a yeah. Well, yeah. No, I meant like it's it's, it's a CGI look, you know, to what you're doing on screen. Um, instead of just uh, CGI cut screens. Yeah. Is what I meant, like real time with uh, photorealistic graphics. Because, uh, right. you know, every time is going to be a, a change, you know, whatever you've got going on screen is going to be different every time you play the game. Uh, Generally. So the, the, the game, the game uh, you were thinking of, um, the uh, that arena game where you're, it's sort of like a mix between hockey, soccer, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's called oh, yeah. Arena Cyber Evolution. Ah, okay. Uh, and it is a early access game on Steam, so if you want to pick it up, you can. It does appear to be free. That's right. He, he, that's right. I remember he said, what he said. Uh, and but there are DLC packs already available based on what access level you want in terms of extra features. Uh, so they have an Ace supporter pack, a Founder pack, a Champion pack, and a Pillar pack. Yeah. Uh, so this thing, you know, there there's uh, different characters. I I equate it to obviously like Carball. I also threw a little bit of original Nintendo hockey, ice hockey, because you got the big guys, you got the medium guys, you got the slow, super big guys. Uh, but the cool thing is everybody's got to work together. There's a spectator mode, uh, so you can do you know calling of the games three on three. You're commenting, Joe, that this game would be great like on a big screen where everybody's watching yeah. and you have competitions and stuff. Especially with a spectator mode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at a LAN party and three, then so thinking about it from a LAN party point of view, three on three is really easy to get prizing for uh, at a LAN party. Uh, five on five, six on six, tech, 10 on 10, it's it's much more difficult. So yeah. I know from a from an organizer standpoint, this is a, a really, really good game for a LAN party. 
uh, oh, if people the, get into it. The other thing too, by the way, uh, that uh, the the guy who, uh, who one of the developers of the game that mm-hmm. we talked to, he was uh, telling me that hey, if you want to you know hook up and do some uh, Twitch streams, you know we can do three on three. Uh, you know, like say us versus them, or you know, <laughs> they'll host it or we'll host it on our stream. I mean, they're they're very competitive. Actually, uh, if you look at their their video on Steam, on Steam, the next video is them playing foosball. They also go <laughs> they also go against like the Ubisoft uh, Montreal studio, I believe, and they've done uh, some games as well. So, um, and it, I, it's it's a fun game. I yeah. I just I I was having a good time just watching you play. You actually played it, Joe. Yeah, I, mean, I actually yeah. played poorly at it. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's a it's a really really fun game. And the nice one of the nice things about it is there's a bunch of different classes you can play, um, and each class has its own special advantages. Uh, yeah. Some of like the the character that's supposed to be the goalie class, you can really quickly up four times per match really quickly warp back to your goal and just appear there. Yeah. So if somebody's make, made a breakaway or anything like that, you can just, boop, you're back at your goal and defend it. And all the other characters have some really cool features that are similar to that or, or equally useful, uh, speed boosts and stuff like that, For depending on what you are. There was a game uh, that we were able to uh, find out a little bit more yesterday. Oscar uh, from We The Force Studios was at PAX, and we got to check out a game called Randall. That was the one. Um, <laughs> I was just about ah, to mention. Okay. I really like the visual style of that game. Yeah, and, and uh, we actually will have video to show you guys. Uh, but this has been a, a long-term project for them. And right now, uh, actually, there's their booth as they're setting up. Uh, they were um, telling us that it's going to be right now Sony exclusive. Mm-hmm. Don't know for how long, but it's going to be PlayStation 4, Vita. But the cool thing about this particular game is... It's kind of got the choose-your-own-adventure kind of a thing where there's four different possible endings. You can have your your character be strong, hack and slash, you're powering through, or you can be stealthy, use the force, as they say, and just kind of manipulate your way through the game. So there's many different ways to play the game. Um, and it looked really, really cool. And the, the one thing that he was you know talking to us about was, to them, it was all about not only just graphics, but control. Snappy, strong, accurate controls. Yeah, well, I was watching when the, watching people play the some of the jumping puzzles and stuff what and whatnot. It's a good side scroller. I haven't. It's mm-hmm. been I don't know the last good side scroller I played. Quite honestly. Yeah, and and what I love about it, um, honestly, really, really like about this particular game over other side scrollers because there's a lot. There's a lot of indie side scrollers coming out right now. Is the graphics are beautiful. Yeah. There's no 8-bit graphics here. It's it's really really mm-hmm. nice, really polished animations. Uh and and they did say that what we what we showed or what we had, what what they showed yeah. us yeah. is early, that they're still finalizing their artwork. They're not confident that it's going to be like this 100%. Definitely won't be like this 100%. But oh, sorry about the audio there, but uh, this is a uh, just some pre-production stuff uh showing off some of their their character yeah. uh models and, and development and stuff. And yeah. But I love that it's not eight bit. I mean, there's so many studios that are doing eight bit games, and they're just some of them are nice. Don't be, don't get me wrong. I mean, some of them are good. Like the Angry Video Game Nerd game. Have you played that game? It's in that eight bit style, but it's awesome music, solid controls. I, I to me, honestly, definitely good. If you're to that, making so. a game with eight bit graphics, it tells me that you are either not artistic enough to do something nicer looking, or you're lazy enough to not do something nicer looking. <laughs> because I, at this, I don't know if that's completely fair though. 
I mean, I, some, but some people like to go with that style. And if, if that's style. what you want, that's fine. You can go and play those games. But yeah. there are so many 8-bit style games coming out now, and that 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 design, those right. kind of games, yeah. were old in the 90s. Yeah. So everything old is new again, but you know, we still make fun of the PT loser because Well, the way I see it is, you know, there are some great, you know, there's obviously some great 8 16-bit side-scrolling adventure games. But also, because of that era, some of the games suffered because of that. Like, you know, there's so much stuff going on on the screen at the same time. You would get blockiness or flickeringness. You know, things things that now, today, you wouldn't have that issue. You can add more colors mm-hmm. and still have that 8-bit look. I don't think it's terribly a bad thing or shows n- non-creativity. I, I, I have to disagree I, I think- because there's some good games... That are solid, just and they have that look. They have if, if your if your gameplay ideas are solid, and all you can do is draw pixel graphics, that's fine. Do it, but don't expect me to buy into a game because it's pixel graphics because those are cool. Because they're not. They're old, and I don't care for them at this point. I mean, seriously, I stopped playing those games when I was sixteen. You don't go back and play old stuff anymore. No. Wow. See, I still go back and play old classic titles. I mean, it's fun. I mean, I like. It's maybe it's the, it's a way for me to reconnect when I was younger. I mean, John. I mean, you must have gone back what to Pong. I mean, at least black and white dots on the screen. I mean, for you at least. I, every time I close my eyes, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cameron? Are you a classic game guy? Do you like old classic games? Do you ever go back to the old school? Uh, I wish I could find it somewhere. I've got one of those old Atari classic machines. Oh, so like a twenty six hundred, fifty two hundred, something. Like yeah, twenty six hundred. I yeah. will sit and play combat all day long if you'd let me. Yeah. Combat. Oh, gosh. The tanks. Tank Pong yes. in particular was the one I got into. The biggest problem I ever had playing combat is, you know, eventually your joystick, it's like you slam the joystick in a direction it still wouldn't go, and then you would only go one direction. And, and But I, I, I like yeah, old truly the golden games. age of gaming. Yeah, clearly. I know, mm-hmm. but but you know what? I like old a joystick games. and one button. I mean, that's like, all we needed when I was a kid. Like Contra. You ever play Contra, Joe? Yeah. Hours on end. Yeah, it was it was pixel graphics trying not to look like pixel graphics, which is okay. But now we have pixel graphics that are trying to look like pixel graphics, which I think is is a waste of the entire computer or gaming system or whatever you have. <laughs> I mean, that honestly that's 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 my firm belief and opinion on this is you can make any any defense you want to make to that and my answer is going to be that's great. 12 years ago, I might have cared. 15 years ago it might have been beautiful. Now I have something that will draw what is almost indistinguishable from a real person on my computer. Of course, yeah, I know. At 60 frames a second. At 60 frames a second. yeah. Use it. Don't make some excuse for, well, we wanted to go with pixel graphics because it's retro and that's what's cool and we like it. What I'm hearing is uh, we couldn't draw well enough or design models well enough to is, do something is that, is that what they're saying, or that's what just your your impression? That's, that's what most of the people who are saying we're doing, you know, we did pixel graphics, that's what they're saying. They're saying we're, we like pixel graphics because it's it's going Easy. back to basics, or it's, you know, it's that sort of cheap. thing. I mean, think about, uh, and they're huge, don't get me wrong, they're huge games that, that use pixel graphics, and they use it just because that's what they had available. So now like, they've made it big, and, and it seems pretty clear that they would like to move away from that. Well, like, like the Super Meat Boy is a great example. Well, like the Angry Video Game Nerd game, for example, you know, uh, for those who don't know, you know, James Rolfe, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, reviewed old school mm-hmm. crappy video games, right? 8 bit era. A game was developed in that 
realm that to have that look. It would not be appropriate for that game to be designed with beautiful artwork, stunning 3D graphics, things like that, because it would not have been appropriate for 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 a game of that nature for, with his name on it, essentially. And so to say, well, you know, they just weren't talented enough uh, to make better models. It depends. I think it really depends on the game, and it really depends on the title that they're going for. Uh, I bet you the, those guys that made that game were they're very talented and probably incredible artists, but they're going for that particular style of game. I think it, you have to look at the style of game and the context of that. Okay, so in that one situation, that kind of pixel graphic works because they're using it as an homage to previous games. Right. In yeah. a modern game, when they're not referring to any old-style gaming, what's the defense for using pixel graphics? I really don't know because, like I said, it comes down to I mean, when, what they're when, going for. Look look at Randall. Randall is a beautiful game. The right. gameplay footage we saw was fantastic. It was yeah. nice. It yeah. was a side-scroller I would play. Right. There were other titles in the indie booth that were side-scrollers that might have been fun to play, but the graphics were so, I can't figure out how to do anything better than an NES, that they just were not interesting. Well, unless, unless we actually talk to them and find out the hows and the whys to draw the conclusion based, well, just because they don't have great graphics means it's a crappy game. I think that's... A little narrow-sightedness. I didn't say it was a crappy game. I said they were lazy or non-artistic. See, I, I don't. I think you can be very artistic and not have to have, you know, you know, a million polygons and you know, high. I'm not saying they have to have a million polygons. Look, I mean, like I said, we're, if we go back to the game Randall, or we go back to a lot of the games that are on this list. Uh, Nova One Eleven is a game we we reviewed, and it's a side scroller. Yeah, no pixel graphics. Yeah, but I look at Enemy Starfighter with one guy. Right, enemy starfighter with one guy. It's obviously not the high. It's it's not Battlefield Four. But by the time a million it, dollar studio. But also by the time it comes out, it could have you know two to three five year old graphics, because it's because you know like you said he's one guy. So by the time it comes out, it could be it could be yesterday's news. The next you know. right, but he's not designing a game for nineteen eighties console. Right, he's designing a game for even if he started three years ago, a machine from I three years ago. I just think it ago. depends on the style of game and what they're looking for. I don't think it shows a lack of of um, you know artistic ability. It just depends on what their vision of what they want to make their game to be. That's all. I, I I think too often their vision of what their game is what they want it to be is what they're capable of doing. And I think the only way for us to fully know that is by asking them and not making those assumptions. Well then, well, then we'll have to ask a few of these guys because well, you, I can. You can ask. I, I mean, yeah. for for me, it doesn't bother me for the style of gameplay or the style of game that they're creating. I, I, well, I, I think though the industry by and large agrees with me more because we're seeing fewer and fewer pixel graphic games coming out or even being developed. Right. I but mean, the last one really that was there at PAX was uh, was super, they had a new version of Super Meat Boy they were showing off. Right. And it was way more streamlined graphics than the old version. Okay. So there really weren't too many others at PAX that I remember, and none that really caught my attention. Right. Did you play any? Uh, no, we were too busy not right. doing right. interviews with anyone. Right. All, all, all I'm saying is it, it depends on what they're going for, and just to say oh, it's all about graphics. I'm not saying it's all about graphics. But it feels that's what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's all about graphics. You're I'm saying, saying that they're not talented to have... Uh, to to invest in their art, and therefore you're not going to look at their games. I'm saying 
if you're basing your game around pixel graphics, if you're saying this is what we're doing, I'm going to assume, whether it's a good game or not, that you're either lazy or not talented at drawing. Now, so you're if, focusing on graphics. See, you, you don't even care about the gameplay. It could have the best controls in the world, the best gameplay, best can, story, but if it has can you, no can good you let graphics, me finish though? But that's seems can like you you're let saying. me finish though? Sure. Okay. If you're a reasonable game, okay, and you have good gameplay, you have good controls, all that kind of stuff, it's not hard to find someone to draw for you. Drawing is easier than programming. Trust me. It's not hard to find an artist. You'll find people willing to do some basic stuff for you just to get your game off the ground. But if you're not going to put the work into doing that, if all you care about is let's get this thing out the door, how much time should I put into, how much investment should I put into that game being worth my time? It just seems you're making a lot of assumptions based upon the graphics. You're making, I am. You, yeah. I'm, I'm basing how their attitude towards development on how they present themselves. It's the same thing. If I read a paper online, there's nothing but spelling errors. I'm not going to believe anything so they say. So now you're equating bad graphics to spelling errors. I'm equating laziness in development, I, pushing a I, game out I, too I, fast I before have, you have a chance to do anything, to laziness in writing a paper. I disagree, and I, I will agree to disagree. And that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where unless we, we, get an act, you know, we get a developer on, makes those kind of games with those kind of graphics, we'll never know. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, for me... Well, I don't, I don't think we're going to find very many anymore because everyone's moving away from them because a lot of people feel the same way I do. I know people who say they won't play Minecraft most because your, the graphics are terrible. But most of your friends also have those high-end systems. I have a high-end system, and I still like the old-school games. But we're even talking about a game that's not coming out on PC. Well... Uh, the angry video game nerd game is it's on PC. It's yeah, but I'm talking. Uh, I mean, okay, it's coming out on PC. Is it coming out on anything else? I I don't know. Okay, so Randall's coming out on PlayStation Three four, and newer. Yeah, right. No, 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 three, four, and Vita. Right. Vita is a reasonably low powered system. I mean, compared to let's well, say your sure. average desktop PC. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But they can manage to push some reasonable graphics on it. But like I said, it's not always about graphics, and I think that's where we're we're coming to a head here. To you, it is. To me, it's not. That's really what it bears down to. It's not always about graphics, but if you if you don't put the time into at least developing your graphics, but you assume that's that's the problem. You assume that because they're not developing for graphics, that they either suck at art or something along those lines. But it's not always about that. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it, it's the you know what? It's the same thing with anything, though. It's it's all about how you present yourself and present your game. And if if graphics are what catches or pushes people away that's what you need to spend time on working think about the same thing with you know we on minecraft we have the the sponsor for the for the web stuff yeah squarespace squarespace yeah same thing there right. beautiful website will draw people into the website a terrible website doesn't matter how good the content is will push people away right graphics on a game the exact same thing like i said i agree and disagree okay. i mean it, it's i until a you know. pixel graphic an 8-bit pixel graphic game Makes a triple A is becomes a triple A title. Like I said, that doesn't matter because you, you're equating graphics to motivation and talent factor. It that you can't equate that because it goes back to the same thing. What is their target? Are what are they going for? What kind of game are they trying to make? That's what it comes down to. I mean, there's multiple factors. It's not just about graphics. It feels like to me that's what we're talking about here. So but. if you if you see two side scrollers, the exact same gameplay, everything is the same. One company 
Show me one, and then I'll give you an honest opinion. But I'm not going to make a guess on that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm because just saying- like I've seen games that like I've, for example, on the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. there's a game called Tecmo Bowl. You've probably heard of that from the the youth of the Nintendo. Well, especially Cameron, you're a sports guy. From the Nintendo days, there's two different modes: eight bit mm-hmm. graphic mode, or you know, original mode, and then they have the skin uh, like refreshed mode. I found myself playing on the the older school mode more because the controls were better, they were tighter, and it was a f- more fun experience. Yet the gra- the graphics on the other side looked great. Players' models looked awesome. The animations were, were really cool. Same controls, but they're they're looser. Uh, you know, it just wasn't as a, the same fun experience. So again, that goes back to a lazy or incapable developer. But it had nothing to do with it. Had, but but, but it you had just great said graphics. it did. But but you, the graphics. You just said the Apex graphics had, were more responsive. There's no reason why. No controls were more responsive. Right. The Apex graphics, the controls were more responsive. There's no reason why with modern hardware you can't have high end graphics and still have a game that plays exactly the well, same and that's, is at least that's, as responsive. That's been a fight for for years. <laughs> It's what, what I'm saying is it didn't attract me to the game because of the better graphics. I didn't care. It's not about graphics. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, seriously, we, we F-Zero came out and those kind of graphics disappeared because it didn't matter anymore. And F-Zero, don't deny, was a fantastic game. Right. And that should be the minimum standard someone should point for that level. If they can't develop their, their even if they want to do pixel graphics, if they can't develop it to SNES level, we're still talking... What late nineties or early nineties? Well, there was a what a, the FX chip on the on the uh, uh, the cart, the Super FX chip I'm, that pushed that stuff. But well, yeah. F Zero didn't use that. Yeah, it did. I'm pretty sure it had a Super FX chip. Didn't F F Zero was before that. That was the first game that pushed that was um, uh, Sky Fox or right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, F Star Fox was way before then. Um, Ninety nine is when the SNES was discontinued. It was released in 90 in Japan. If you're not making something that at least would look modern on a SNES, you're aiming too low. Well, like I said, it's not just about that for graphics for me. I mean, it's not. It's about what, what they're going for and you know what kind of feel they're trying to make. So when, when was the last time you got your, your NES down off the shelf and started playing some games on it because you I'm actually, the graphics on I'm it? I'm playing on my shield. It's right next to my bed. Oh, I didn't say shield. I said on your NES. Well, uh, if I had cables that worked. <laughs> so, I, I mean... And then I need to bust out, you know, an old... If you want to go that route, then bust out a TV, an old tube TV and, you know, all that crap. But What, what I'm saying is we left those behind 20 years ago. If you're aiming, if your graphics are aiming at 20 years ago, I'm going to think the rest of your game aims at the same place. But you're already, you're drawing a conclusion without even knowing about it, just based on looks. Oh, no kidding! I'm human. That's what we do every time. Well, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. Everyone does. But I also go past and go. Oh well, I don't think that that they took the time, so therefore I'm not even going to bother. I, I bet you do more than you realize, and you're just saying you don't. Now you're calling me a liar. No, no, That's I'm, what you're I'm just I'm not saying you're lying. I'm saying you're unaware of when it happens. Well, just saying, man. I, it, it everyone does it. It happens. But you're There's nothing we can avoid it as humans, right? But you're saying it could be the best game, 
But if the graphics suck, I'm not going to look at it. If the graphics suck, it's not. Uh, that was Cameron's wireless mic that just went away. Nice. <laughs> Guess we should have put new batteries in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> at least we know that they're dead. <laughs> I, so. I've muted Cameron's mic, so you'll have to uh, share now or get new batteries. But we're mm. we're pretty much done. Yeah. But no, it, you know, it's an interesting discussion. I mean, and it, and it's one of those things that you know different gamers have different feelings, and I and I think what it shows between you and on, even though John and Cameron were quiet about it, the whole topic, which is fine. John doesn't play games anymore. He only plays Eve, so he only yeah. cares about little flights in space and little ships. Because the graphics uh, are it, awesome. Well, <laughs> well spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, spreadsheets yeah. are great. Spreadsheets with some af- 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 awesome graphics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the literally cell shading. Yeah. <laughs> One shell. Cell. One cell at a time. No, but, it, you know, it, it, I think that's the best thing about gaming, though. Everybody has their preferences. Everybody has their likes and dislikes. Studios have their targets of what they want to go for. Maybe they don't want to be AAA. You know, maybe they're, they they just want to make a title to get them known. Who knows? But that's the best thing about it. We all have our preferences. We all like what we like. Uh, you know, we all have those weird genres that we like to, like John's. What are you? What, what do we call that game? I, I don't even call it MMORPG anymore. I just call it spreadsheet simulator. Yeah, Eve. Eve. Mr. John Kessler and uh, Cameron Ashley, you guys are awesome. You guys are quiet. That's all right. (laughs) You're right over there, John? Ducky. Very good. Well, the last part was getting heated. I really didn't want to get caught up in that. That's fine. The first part wasn't heated. (laughs) But it's a discussion. You know, we're passionate about games. We like games. That's true. That's why we were there at PAX. Yeah. Checking out cool, cool furniture. Cool furniture, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if I can convince anybody around here. Then you let me you know, pull the trigger and build a new <laughs> table, perhaps or something. I'm just saying. Well, I noticed viewer. Um, oh, I don't remember the number <laughs> uh, mentioned that uh, they wanted one. So yeah. now that yeah. viewer, that's somebody you know. Yes, that is uh, the other half at home. Yes. <laughs> and and of course, my good co-pilot over there, Mister Joe Falby, on the Minecraft Me show. As always, you know what? I like to it's a good debate. It's a good healthy debate. At the end of the day, we're all good friends and then now we need Cameron to give us the uh, the final word from the uh, dictator's desk. So go ahead. Uh, go ahead get the get the, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah, yeah. They have to have mics. two two microphones, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, just, like the president, <laughs> the one on each side, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. just waiting for the uh the teleprompter freed from the uh backup dictator here. <laughs> final word go we'll give it to you um from from the republic okay, of that's cameron an appropriate Ad- final word um <laughs> <laughs> I, I i really don't have much of a final word i'm waiting to see what we see tomorrow fair enough fair enough well you guys uh thanks so much oh let me try this one uh thanks so much for joining us you guys really do appreciate it uh we'll have all of our packs interviews and there'll be a lot uh i'm not looking forward to all that editing but hey yes we'll have a lot and it'll be coming out over the next couple of weeks uh i say couple of weeks because yeah i still work a normal uh full-time job except for th- that guy <laughs> oh me, yeah. the one on the left yeah but uh for great fun you guys thanks for joining us tonight uh hopefully you guys have a great one and we'll see you uh, 
maybe next week for another edition of the show, um, perhaps. Uh, for everyone here, Joe Falby, Cameron Ashley, John Kessler, I'm chasing us until we all talk again. We're all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight. Jennifer Morris. Fix it. Yeah, get it. <laughs>